You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. What up, what up? Real Coach JB here, man. Another Slap Dick Podcast. It's Fine Friday, the 11th of June, 2021. The year's flying by, halfway through it. Hopefully nobody else dies. That matters. We got a lot of motherfuckers dying that matters. Not that no lives don't matter, but shit. There's a lot of fucking shit birds out there that could go that I don't think we'd miss. There sure are a lot of cats we are missing, though. But before I get started, Bo Schimbeckler, who passed away, obviously, coach at Michigan, University of Michigan football. You know, Joe Paterno, you already know, um, at Penn State. Both had, I don't know if you guys know, but both had some controversial seasons and had some coaches, obviously, fondling little boys. And shit. And coaches saw it and watched it and allowed it. And if you're not coaching it, you're allowing it. So, you know, shortly thereafter, Paterno died. It's crazy how cats die as soon as their love and passion's gone. Whether Paterno had anything to do with it or not, obviously, I think he knew. Um, but it's crazy how he just was like, fuck this, I'm out. Schimbeckler died. And uh, today, or yesterday, there's been a bunch of shit coming forward about former players and shit saying he knew, trainers knew, that there were all kind of allegations going on. It is what it is. Goddamn. Why why do you come out after this motherfucker's been dead for fucking years? Like, cowardly fucks, man. We got so many of them. Like, why didn't you do it then? takes you 20 years to fucking come out and say, oh, I feel, I feel better. I could do it now. I shut the fuck up. It's unbelievable. Title of this show is going to be True Definitions. All right. And uh, we're going to get to that. Quote of the day, man. All right. It has to do with true definitions because, and this is my own quote. I don't know if it even fucking makes sense, but it is what it is. What defines us is us, not what you think of us. That's just what I believe is true. I judge people how they are with me, not how they were with you, not how they were on Netflix, not how they were on fucking social media. I define you and judge you how you treat me, how you are with me, your dealings with me. So end of the day, though. What defines us is us, not, not what you think of us. It's what we do, our body of work, our resume, our reputation, what precedes us. I, <laughs> what you think of us means diddly shit. You don't know me, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> what defines us is us. It's like <laughs> we aren't who, what we say. We are what we are, what we do, not what we say we do the same shit we define us not what you fucking think of us so let us let our body of work fucking do it meet us 
fucking greet us. Then you come up with a fucking, your own fucking assumptions. Assuming fucks. This show is brought to you by Bet Online. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball to hockey playoffs to baseball marquee matchups, including pro prop bets and futures. Make sure you go to Bet Online. That's the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports book betting needs. Visit the website today. Use your mobile device. Join and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before you the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Proud sponsor of the Slapdick Podcast. Um, so, yeah, you know, the Schinbeckler thing, it's just like, what do you get out of that? You know, the, the players are saying he ignored warnings. It's fucking hard to say if he ignored warnings now. <laughs> Like, you do understand that, right? I don't know. It's crazy. But anyway, what defines us is us, not what you think of us. Um, I got a lot to talk about. I'm going to talk about the true definition of MVP. I'm going to talk about the true definition of basically every fucking thing you can think of. True definition of fucking media and fucking news reporters. I'm going to talk about that. That's where I'll start. All right. So true definition of a news reporter, just so we're clear, a sports reporter and a news reporter. They cover news. And if you're a sports reporter, you cover news on sporting events, teams, athletes, um, fans. Right. These are journalists. Okay, they went to school, supposedly. A lot of them didn't, just so we're clear. A lot of them got grandfathered in because they were a great player and they played. And you can't tell me half these guys that came straight in and, and, and are on TV, the Ray Lewis's, uh, Steve Young, uh, when they had all Monday Night Football shit for a while. I thought they did a good job, but I don't think Ray Lewis's degree is in fucking journalism, right? So a lot of cats get put right in. Again, who we are, what we are, what we know, not who we know. I mean, it's who we know, not what we know, and who knows you, right? Everybody knew them, so hey, they need to be on TV. So they get these this good money. There's journalists out there who earn degrees that probably are like, fuck, man, I've been working my ass off, but these guys get right in. Well, it is what it is. It's a doggy dog world, right? So, but these journalists report on amateurism, professional sports. Uh, they work through fucking variety of fucking... Outlets, media outlets, fucking magazines. Um, you know, they start off low working at Sports Illustrated or some shit or some television or internet-based fucking publication. And then they make it on ESPN. All right. ESPN, I got to be honest, has become a mockery. I'm just going to be honest. It is a fucking joke. Yesterday, they had Quavo, Quavo, whatever, one of these fucks that I can't understand rap on there to talk about his beef with Kendrick Perkins, all right? So they just basically are soft as fuck, like we all thought. They're not on that motherfucker banging on each other. They're on there smiling like, oh, we ain't got no beef. It's just all, it's all love, dog. It was just a bar. Woo-woo. 
Stephen A smiling, laughing. Then it shuts off. It goes to Stephen A after they leave, and he's sitting there like all serious, like in fucking law school, and he's like, I don't know nothing about it, and I don't like it one bit. I just don't like it one bit. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up with your all serious at. You can't be a fucking clown and clowning the cowboys, being all fucking nice, then doing videos, and then act like you're the fucking... It's all about you, and it's all serious. You are a fucking joke. Like, he's starting to fucking... I'm starting to despise this motherfucker, Stephen A. And it's unbelievable. He's fucking bad, man. I don't know what happened. I think Kwame Brown really fucked his head up. But anyway, in no definition that I've looked up have I been able to find that sports reporters are allowed to make fun, clown, using social media fucking memes, whatever they are, to athletes. This is why, though. This is what the issue is. I know it's been happening and shit. But in particular, you got this fucking ESPN broad, L. Duncan. You guys all know L. Duncan? She looks like Skeletor from He-Man. I don't know if you remember He-Man and Skeletor. She's taking, like, she takes a leave every six months because she's pregnant, number one. She has a baby every six months, so she's, she's barely on there. And uh, she, does, she makes a meme that blows my mind last night, and it's Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air shooting in the gym with a one-hand basket uh, ball, she throws the ball length of the court, misses the whole backboard, and he, she puts Bruce Brown in caption, Bruce Brown. Like... If I was Bruce Brown, you better not ever ask me for a fucking discussion, conversation, interview, nothing. Not only your bitch ass, but your fucking organization, ESPN. Don't ever call me or nothing. See, y'all motherfuckers want to clown when everyone's down and you want to make mockery. You want to make you want to mimic them and fucking clown them and talk shit. But then you want to you want them on your show. And then you're mad that the Kwame Browns of the world blast your bitch ass because they're not in the media and they could tell the real about your bitch ass and then you get all sensitive. That shit blows my mind. So if I, when Bruce Brown becomes a star of someone's team, just so we're clear, he might be a fucking number one somewhere when he's not with Kyrie, KD, Harden. Like the motherfucker's a baller, just so we're clear. So when he, because they're not going to be able to keep him. Eventually. So when he becomes a star and you guys want to interview him on ESPN, I would remember that forever. I would never let you fucking interview me, you fucking. Go get a, have another fucking baby. You look like fucking Skeletor. Let me talk shit about your bitch ass. Let me get on here and start talking about you. See, all motherfuckers want to talk about motherfuckers and then you want to fucking smile in their face. Stephen A wants to smile in these motherfuckers' face and then talk shit. And then. Perkins and Quavo have a beef, and then they're smiling on ESPN. Motherfucker, be real about it. You got beef? It's all bullshit, man. You can want, you want to take shots with memes and shit at Bruce Brown, but then you want to fucking... I would never interview with your bitch ass. I'm just saying. I hate calling women bitches, man. Some of you guys just irk me, though. Six months pregnant every fucking six months. Like, let's clown your fucking ass. You look like a man, motherfucker. Let's keep it real. Don't have a bad makeup day. Which Don't fuck with me on that shit because you look like Skeletor like a motherfucker. Where's He-Man at? So 
How about you do your reporting in your fucking job? That's why, like, <laughs> then Stephen A. comes on right after and basically blasts Bruce Brown again this morning on first take or on get up. And blast him, saying he shouldn't even be allowed to get on a bus after taking the last shot. Time out, motherfucker. Irresponsible reporting once again. You have done nothing that your job states you should do besides make up bullshit and spin the truth. If you are a responsible motherfucking reporter and use the true definition of your job title, you would have said this white quote unquote coach that I endorsed, yet I'm mad that they moved fucking Stevens up into the box uh, for the Boston Celtics and didn't hire a brother. That's quote from you. But I'm mad at this white motherfucker that I endorse, Steve Nash, for being inexperienced in his first year as a coach and not calling a fucking timeout when I have KD on the court who scored the last seven points and Kyrie, and instead we're going to just jumble fuck a play out of bounds play and Bruce Brown's the guy that winds up getting it, who almost had 20 points and like seven assists last night. I mean, not a bad, it kept them in the fucking game, by the way, um, L. Duncan. So I don't think he's fucking Carlton from Fresh Prince, you fucking idiots. But anyway, you know, how about that would have been a lot more responsible and a factual fucking evidence of a fucking reporter instead of, I would have let this motherfucker on the bus taking the last shot. Motherfucker circumstances <laughs> required him to take the last shot because the fucking coach that you fucking endorsed, who's never coached in his life, who just has happened to have the three most talented players in the fucking NBA. I think I could have still had the number two ranked team in the East if I coached the Nets and I'm being dead ass serious. But having said that, how about you say the inexperience of that motherfucker by not using a timeout that he had to set up a legitimate play for KD to take the last shot to tie the game? How about that? That would have been good. Instead of you guys want to clown Bruce Brown and shit. It's fucking unbelievable. The reporting that goes on now is just blows my mind. It goes against the true definition. Everything we got, these definitions and in, in, in fucking acronyms and MVPs and all this shit. I'm going to tell you what they really stand for today because it blows my mind, man. Do your fucking job. Then Stephen A comes out and is again. It's blasphemy. Shut the fuck up. Donovan Mitchell is the best Utah jazz player of all time. He's 24. He's been in the league three years. He's the best now. He surpassed Carl Malone and John Stockton. <laughs> I don't even know if he surpassed Brian fucking Russell yet. But you put him at number one already. Because he had 45 against Palmdale Pandemic P. And a Kawhi Leonard that just fucking exerted himself for his Dallas to win that series. 
See, the Clippers, everybody anoints them the great thing. They have never won anything. They still don't win. They're down 0-2 twice in a row, two series in a row. Can they win? Yeah. But this is the thing about the Clippers. Kawhi is their only superstar. Let's make sure we're very clear. And who wins the games at the end for the Clippers? Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is a nobody. He's not even to be found. He'll score 25, even 30 during the, you know, middle of the game and the, the game, and you'll see a great stat line, but at the end of the game, he don't show up. In the meat and potatoes, he's a no-show. Kawhi needs to come up. He's the guy that beat Dallas in Dallas game six to push it to game seven. He's the guy that won in game seven. And he is the rotation that fucking Ty Lue uses by using 37 players. Rondo didn't even play last night. You, you, you put it on Kawhi Leonard once again by the rotations that you use and end up putting it on his shoulders once again. And they're not going to win that way. I'm just telling you, the Clippers aren't built like that. He uses way too many lineups. There's way too many fucking rotations. And nobody has any fucking continuity. And they don't play together. And they don't know each other. You can't when everybody plays seven minutes. <laughs> Look at their stat line. Besides Kawhi and Paul George, maybe, the motherfucker's playing like 14 minutes, 12 minutes, 16 minutes. Nobody fucking plays long enough. But nobody talks about that. It's crazy. I ain't no fucking journalist either. But, but Steve Nash proves... He's inexperienced, and he fucking should have used a timeout. But we don't want to talk about that. Uh, um, let me get to... True Definitions, all right? I want to make sure we're clear. That's the title of this show, and I want to make sure that you guys understand <laughs> the... True definition of respect, all right? I want to just break this down. It's a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Achievements. I want to make sure we're clear that that's a key, crucial word and component to this whole this, this, this definition of respect, all right? A feeling of deep admiration, all right? Because I used to teach my players this shit. And it's someone or something that you respect their abilities. Um, and most importantly, what they've accomplished and achieved. Their achievements. Meaning, if you play college football, you should have some sort of respect for the history of the game and your forefathers. You should have the respect and common courtesy to look up your position and the greatest players that have played your position because if you don't have a ceiling to try to reach and beat somebody at how good are you really going to be and how invested are you because if you don't know who fucking Walter Payton is and you play running back at XY high school and I have to question your motives and that's just being honest. I have to question how invested you really are and what you really want to do in this thing. Because if you don't want to be better than Walter Payton, why play? That tells me, even in high school, that you just want to play video games, do social media, virtual reality shit, 
talk shit on social media, be soft, all that shit, right? That's what tells me you're not really focused on this thing. That tells me you're going to mispractice. You're going to be a shitbird. It's not, it doesn't mean a lot to you. All right. When you have the common average Joe over here who can't bust a grape, he's probably very shitty. He's average, but he's a great team dude. He won't jump off sides. He's never going to be late. And he wants to play high school football, and he knows better. He knows he ain't going nowhere. But that motherfucker knows who Walter Payton is. He knows the history of fucking Chicago Bear 85 team. He knows who fucking Barry Sanders is. This guy knows football, even though he's 14, 15, 16, 18. The stud athletic cat has no clue and don't give a fuck. So that makes me question it, all right? But the show's titled True Definitions. And the reason I def- define respect is this Paul, Logan Paul, or whatever, Jake Paul, all these fucking Pauls, one of them fought uh, Mayweather the other day, right? And he came out and basically said that he could care less um, and was not appreciative at all that Mayweather gave him a shot. <laughs> like, the disrespect and enabled fucks of this generation irked me to death. I just gotta be honest. A dude that's 50 and 0. Regarded by some as the best ever. Not by me, not by Mike Tyson, but by some. Gave your fucking YouTube million dollar making cat a shot to fight him in a sport that you're trying to really fight, be be good in. And you give him no credit, no respect, no fucking you pay him no homage it just shows me in this generation that people can make millions on youtube social media different things so they are so self-consumed they could care less they could care less and cats like mayweather giving these bitch cats a chance only are enabling their belief that they are owed this shot And these things because they made big money as a generation online without actually working with their hands for a living. I'm just being honest with you. Like, they haven't had to cut any cloth or bleed, sweat, and battle for a job that makes minimum wage. But to their credit, they will say the working man is a sucker. And I see that too. But it's a generational thing. It's a fact that we had to do that because we didn't have these avenues, all right? So, remember, I'm always going to keep it real, and I'm always going to be on both sides of this thing. I am a blue-collar guy who grew up with a mechanic as a father who ate grease sandwiches and a mother who was a nurse, working to be a nurse, and lived in an apartment and in a ghetto, only white family pretty much in the area, and wouldn't change it for the, in the, for the world, right? Plus, we lived in an era where there was no cell phones, internet, social media, etc. We not only had to work for everything we earned, we 
respected the shit out of anything extra that we got, that we received from someone that we didn't work for. <laughs> Somebody gave us something that we didn't expect. We fucking paid homage. <clears throat> this guy is not expect. He wasn't expected to fight Mayweather. He should never have expected that, but he expects it. He expected to get a shot <clears throat> because he's a fucking YouTube sensation. <sighs> See, when you motherfuckers that made it, the Mayweathers, the fucking, the real boxer, the real people that earned it in this, in their respective profession, when you stop giving these fucking enabled instant gratification fucks who think that they are the fucking put on this earth to save it. When you stop giving them motherfuckers the opportunity to come out and even disrespect you even further or the profession further, it'll stop it. But you guys keep giving these loudmouth fucks a shot and then they turn around and slap you in the face for it. And because they make millions on YouTube or whatever, they made, you know, money has made this dude famous. Nothing else. YouTube, he created a YouTube channel that blew up. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you what he does. I have no clue who he is. I don't care to know. Kudos to him. He's made millions of dollars, I hear. He's a fucking world famous dude on YouTube. That's what crazy this is, right? So he's made money. He worked out. He started boxing. He became pretty decent. According to Mayweather, he's decent. And then he comes out and says, Basically, I don't, I don't know Mayweather anything for giving me a shot. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, if you can make money and not have to cut your teeth and bleed and sweat, kudos to you. But at the end of the day, you're still going to lack some fucking vital key elements as a human. And I don't give a fuck what you guys want to say, what generation you guys want to say it is, and what you are about. Bottom line is you are disrespectful because you don't have a fucking clue what it takes to do what your forefathers did to make a fucking penny in a struggling ass time. It's come easy to you regardless. You could say, man, maybe you, you, you don't know me. I've, I've had to do so many things. Maybe you're right. You've had to do some shit on social media and all that. What I'm saying is it's still, I don't give a fuck what it is. You can say you used your brain over my brawn. Cool. You can say your daddy used your brain, his brain over my daddy's brawn. Cool. You'll still never have the metal and the fucking nuts and guts of a blue-collar working man because it shows what your lack of fucking respect and lack of fucking integrity for the profession, for the humans that are fucking before you and the forefathers and the people that give you an opportunity to highlight your fucking bitch self. But what do I know? It's a generational thing, I guess, man. Make millions on YouTube. Kudos to you. But don't knock the motherfuckers before you that never had that opportunity that had to fucking go sweat in a JCPenney warehouse somewhere and make minimum wage, motherfucker. But these cats are so young, I'm tripping. Their, their daddies are the same type of cats. Their daddies are these cats. So that's kind of where it's fucking me up. Like, damn, your daddy was at the beginning of this shit. Social media shit. So it makes sense that you're six times worse. But anyway, 
Get into some true definition shit. MVP, all right? What does it stand for? Most valuable player, all right? I don't believe it does. Because it's going to fuck you up because, you know, that definition of an MVP, right, is a fucking honor typically bestowed upon an individual as the most performing player or players in the entire league. The most valuable person, according to the NBA, okay? According to the NFL. So, voted by members of the media. In other words, it's voted by by coaches, players, and media members. And you'll be surprised how big the media holds weights over the motherfuckers that are actually playing or coaching against these people that win coach of the year, player of the year, MVP. Again, but these are the cats that are going to make a meme of you missing a shot. And they get to vote you're an MVP or not. And they couldn't even play at HBCU like Stephen A. And don't tell me L. Duncan was a fucking Lisa Leslie or something. I'll fucking piss my pants. So (laughs) it's funny how these motherfuckers have the audacity. See, I'd be a humble pie up there. If I never played a sport and I had the opportunity to be on ESPN and use my platform to report sports, I'd be like, fuck, man, I'm in awe of you. I appreciate you interviewing with me. I just want to make sure I do the best I could do. I want to make sure I report this right. I thank you for the opportunity. Not Carlton on fucking Fresh Prince missing a shot, then talking shit about not getting on the bus. And motherfucker, you couldn't even play at HBCU, Stephen A. Shut the fuck up. Like it don't make no sense to me, these motherfuckers, man. It's like no, no, no humility at all. No humility at all. But is what it is. But MVP for me stands for most vulnerable player because in the history of this thing, you look back. They, they, I think these things are made because of the vulnerability that that person or player actually has or they know will be uh, vulnerable to in the future. So I'm going to break it down. Giannis, the Greek freak, has won the last two. See... I got a problem with the MVPs being voted in the season because, in my opinion, the playoffs is what tests your nuts and guts. And I would never have voted the Greek Freak the MVP ever. He's a nobody in the playoffs. <clears throat> he'll have a couple good games for sorry teams, and then he'll play the Nets, and he'll show out maybe once. But besides that, he has no nuts. He has not. He does not have. He does not contain or attain or fucking hold the DNA. Of what's called the it factor. He don't have it. He's sitting at the free throw line. For 20 fucking seconds. And is thinking about every fucking thing. That can go wrong. And is not made a free throw to save his life. (laughs) This is your MVP NBA. L. Duncan and Stephen A. You fucks. This guy's your MVP. He can't make a fucking free throw. He can't make a jump shot. He can't fucking do anything if he's doubled 
besides kick it out to a Middleton, who also has been proven to not fucking have the it factor when it matters. Yeah, he's a skilled player. I think Middleton's good, but he can't. He ain't a dude in the playoffs. He's not KD, fucking Kyrie, and all these guys that are fucking proven playoff winners who obviously have the it factor. They're shitbirds, in my opinion, but they have the it factor. Most shitbirds are the best players. Let's just make sure we're clear. So, the Joker, Jokic won the MVP yesterday, two days ago, for the Denver Nuggets. Deserving, maybe, you know? But if you look at the, fa- the, the past MVPs, it's a setup. It's not the real MVP. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, LeBron, you're telling me LeBron hasn't won an MVP in eight years? <laughs> LeBron hasn't won an MVP in eight years. And since he's been mocked, you know, been told to shut up and dribble, um, he hasn't won an MVP. And if you look at the seasons he's had the last few years, he's arguably been better than everybody, especially last year. Kobe won one, and then Nash won two, when Kobe should have won three. I mean, Kobe should have won those other two. Let's make no mistake about it. I don't know if you remember that. But then Kobe has a rape charge. He fights with Shaq. Image ruined. You can now go down the list and look at the last two. Giannis Giannis won the last two. Now he's a flop and a bust, according to Kendrick Perkins. It's the most vulnerable player. Now these motherfuckers are vulnerable to everyone's critique and everybody's fucking shit talking. Now Kendrick Perkins and Charles Barkley are bashing this motherfucker, saying he's not the number one option. Barkley said he he ain't a number one option. But you just appointed him, anointed him the last two MVPs. And he ain't an option as a number one. <laughs> like, dog, ignorance is life-threatening. Kendrick Perkins now is, an, is not a number one option. Motherfucker, you can't even square up with Quavo, a rapper. Shut the fuck up. But now, <laughs> if you look at my podcast from right when the bubble ended... All right. When the bubble ended last year, I came on and said, first of all, you should fire the coach, Booterholzen or whatever his name is, and trade Giannis. I said it on my podcast. He is not the dude. He's just another guy. He's a freak athletically. He's a gifted freak, no question. But he can't do anything. He hasn't gotten better. He hasn't improved a jumper. He can't shoot a free throw. Him and Ben Simmons are both mental midgets. They're mental fucking midgets. They can't think or have any, they don't have any moxie, no fucking poise. They can't even shoot a free throw. This motherfucker's on the free throw line for 30 fucking seconds sitting there shaking and got a glitch. His elbow's fucking out. Like, your elbow's out, motherfucker. I'm a shooter. I grew up as a shooter, just so we're clear. I played with fucking nine NBA players. Motherfucker, your elbow should be pointed at the rim, not fucking out here. And there's not an NBA coach that could correct that? (laughs) God damn. Coaching, again, is overrated. Players win, coaches lose. Steve Nash lost the game for him yesterday. KD and Kyrie has won the first two for him in the first series. He is not experienced enough to know this shit. 
And then you got a coach on there, Dan Tony, who's up for another job, Portland, obviously, you know, that's a recyclable business. I'll get into that. Like Mike D'Antoni's is going to probably get a head job, but I'm just going to be clear. The odds, this is true, the odds of me winning the NBA title and Mike D'Antoni winning the NBA title, if both hired today, are the same. (laughs) It's the same. You realize that, right? This motherfucker hasn't won anything. And you just had Stotts, who everybody loved. He's known as an offensive guy. Portland had a lot of good offensive stats this year. What is he not known as? Defensive guy. Portland was horrid in defense. If they were any good at all, they would have advanced. You're hiring Mike D'Antoni, arguably the worst defensive coach ever. So yeah, Dame Lillard will Dame Lillard will win an MVP probably. He'll fucking shoot forty five foot threes, and they'll get beat in the second round, and they'll have the number one offense in the NBA because D'Antoni, that's what he does. They'll push the pace, and they'll fucking be you know Northwest Lakers of the back in the day, Showtime in Portland. But you won't win shit, and I can literally go do the same thing. I have, I mean, at least have the best, another same chance. You know what I mean? I'll just make sure the motherfuckers are in the right spot, disciplined, structured, boom, and you guys go play. Shit, I don't know shit. I can put you in a fucking zone, in a matchup zone, and I can fucking run maybe two motion plays, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> now, I'm kidding and getting out of hand, but still, there's no, the odds aren't bigger, greater for me and Dan Tony, and I've never coached an NBA basketball. I've never coached a basketball. I have coached a basketball game, but not an NBA basketball game in my life. And they'll hire these same motherfuckers. What are you going to say then, Stephen A? Mark Jackson didn't get a shot. Fucking Brian Shaw didn't get a shot. Sam Cassell ain't got a shot. Jason Kidd turned down an opportunity. They probably told him he wasn't going to get it. Um, I don't know. Coach of the year. All right. I mean, MVP, I, I, I just want to make sure it's the, it's the player that they can mock after the fact. They can talk shit to. They can have something happen to that wins these MVPs. Look at who they appoint these motherfuckers. It's kind of like the president of the United States. The MVPs aren't the most rewarding dude. They don't deserve the MVP. Joker this year? Maybe, man. You know what I mean? I still, to me, he wasn't even like, he's in Denver. I don't believe, you know. He don't have any flash. Like, there was no flash. If you notice, the teams with the big city markets, they're not winning MVPs lately. It's Milwaukee. Fucking, you know, Westbrook got a couple. and Harden got one, too. But it's not really New York, L.A. It's Denver, Milwaukee. Like, because it's not it's not a big deal. It's not a big thing. So you do it. You give an MVP to L.A. and to LeBron in L.A. and this motherfucker goes crazy. There's riots and shit. But <laughs> nobody gives a fuck in Milwaukee or Denver. And then you're a bust the next year or you're a bust in the playoffs. So, so let me just so be clear. Giannis got put out in the first round last year. He's got to be put out in the second round this year. Jokic got put out 4-1 by the Lakers last year after beating uh, Utah down 3-0 or whatever. And then this year they're about to get swept by Phoenix probably, or at least probably 4-1. Gentlemen sweep, they call it. 
And I mean, is that the real MVP of the motherfucker? I, I just don't understand why we're anointing and appointing these motherfuckers MVP so early. Let their body of work show. Like, I don't understand how Giannis is MVP and defensive player of the year and can't stop KD for shit and can't shoot a free throw in the playoffs. And you made this motherfucker the MVP. See, to me, it should be the MVP of the season, not of the regular season. The season don't end until you win a ring. So my dog sleep dreaming. So I I don't know. Most vulnerable player to me. They're the most vulnerable. These motherfuckers that are winning are vulnerable to a lot of shit after they win it. I'm gonna be tell you. I don't know what's gonna happen to Joker after this, but he might be titled the next bust. I don't know. But it's ironic that all this shit happens to these ex MVPs and then when they truly deserve the MVP, they don't get it. Kobe deserved the MVP fucking three more times at least and didn't even get a sniff. Steve fucking Nash got it. Like, come on, man. Yeah, Steve Nash was cool, a baller and shit. There's no way he was better at that time than fucking Kobe, fucking Tracy McGrady, fucking Shaq, fucking, I don't even know who else was in it then. LeBron was young. I mean, I don't know. Dwayne Wade. Fuck. I don't know, man. Remember Rose, Derek Rose won it? You know he received more votes, first place votes this year than Steph Curry. And he wasn't even on the top three list. That tells you that it's a mockery and a joke. And someone posted, whoever voted for fucking, um, whoever voted for him should be banned from voting. <laughs> now he balled for the Knicks this year, I thought. But remember he won MVP? And look what's happened since. Motherfucker most vulnerable. Motherfucker is, is blown out knee. He's been thrown to the wolves. He's a he ain't shit. Like. And it's crazy. They pick and choose when they win these MVPs. So Donovan Mitchell, he's 24. Let's, I want to know when him or Trey Young or Luca. Like, I want to see when Luca gets it and what's going to happen. I'm telling you, there's something behind this MVP shit. It's the vulnerable motherfucker. See, it's not a dude that's, that's, that's. See, LeBron was real quiet and he's a youngster. He got MVPs. Then he became vocal and stood for something. Ain't one since. Ain't one in eight years. Kobe was too headstrong for these motherfuckers. He didn't win one because of who he was. It's crazy, man. Most vulnerable player gets the MVPs. It's a shame. Coach of the year. <laughs> Again, Tibbs got it for the Knicks. Thibodeau, right? Good coach and everything. The Knicks are at home after getting beaten five by the Atlanta Hawks. I guess apparently the coaches and everybody else voted for Monty Williams for the Suns. By the way, they beat the defending champs and they're still playing up 2-0 and has the Suns probably playing the best of any team in the NBA. When do we appoint these guys as coach of the year? I'm like, <laughs> these guys beat the champs. 
Like, I don't get these votes. When, why don't we vote for it at the end? Let's see what Quinn Snyder does at Utah because he was in the mix. Monty was in the mix. Thibodeau got put out first round. He should be eliminated. Yeah, he got the Knicks back to the playoffs. Did a great job. The fucking Suns haven't been to the playoffs in fucking 10 years or something like that either. And Mr. Bubble, how about fucking my man in Atlanta who's on an interim tag? There's a lot of good ones. Let's see how they do when it matters. Fuck the regular season. I don't understand. You played a shortened season at that. Why don't you change it to let's vote at the end of the season and have a true final hoorah for players, coaches, the whole nine after you win a championship. It doesn't mean the champion has to get it. Let's just say that Giannis leads Milwaukee to the finals. They lose to Phoenix in a seven-game series, and he killed it. They just didn't have enough. He could get it. He proved himself. like he, But he's getting knocked out first, second round. These motherfuckers don't prove themselves. Joker, what, have he, what has he done? MVPs can lead their teams to average teams to greatness. That's an MVP. Giannis hasn't done that. Joker hasn't done that. None of these motherfuckers have yet. So LeBron's done it multiple times. And I want to see an MVP and a coach of the year appointed or anointed at the end of the season. Not at the end of the regular fucking season. It's shitty. I don't know. Blows my mind. But I don't know. So look, I'm going to get to the controversial part of the show. True definition is the title of the show, obviously. You know, I, I got to be the one to say it because it's it bugs me a little bit because of how entitled we've become and how expectant we are of certain things, all right? And I don't know when this snuck its way in and how certain things have snuck its way into being part of what we call the norm now. When it snuck in and how it snuck in and, and then how it was allowed to be part of mainstream everyday talk and gossip and acceptance to me blows my mind goes for everything and I'm going to take heat for this topic but I have to do it and say it because at the end of the day it's a slap in my opinion where I grew up Compton grew up with brothers and sisters who in my opinion they have a month dedicated to them for some reason. I have no idea. Black History Month to me is a slap in every black person's face in America. That's just my opinion. A lot of good, good friends of mine, we talk about this all the time. And I believe it's a slap in the face. I believe Morgan Freeman hit it on the head when he said that as well. I said it years ago. I didn't even know Morgan Freeman came out and said something similar. He was basically saying, like, why do we need a month dedicated to us? Like, my point is, are, are, are black Americans that disregarded in America where you have to pr prove to them that, oh, man, we recognize you. Here's Black History Month. Why aren't they just accepted as having no choice in the game on fucking what color they are <laughs> birthed? Like, there's no choice. All right. Let's make sure we're clear. There's one million percent chance they have no choice on what they're born in as. All right. Now, 
I've been t- talking to all these people, been hit, blowing me up. For what fucking reason? I don't know. But apparently we're in Gay Pride Month. All right? Here we go with this shit. We're in Gay Pride Month, and True Definitions is the name of the show, but when did Gay Pride Month become a def- defined as a month that I needed to celebrate or give more attention to than Black History Month? <laughs> Do we... Nobody's going to talk about this fucking elephant in the room, huh? We're just going to say, fuck it, it's cool, it, it's, it's just popped up and now it's accepted. They say things day to day, day, shit don't change, but you sure look back and everything's different. I said that the other day. When did Pride Month, or whatever they call it, become more celebrated than Black History Month? A month where I don't believe needs to be celebrated. I believe black people should be fucking celebrated every day just like white people are. And it should be a normal fucking thing. We're all humans and let's get over the bullshit. And I'm not saying gay people aren't humans. Listen, I've never been a gay basher in my life. I don't give a shit. I lived in downtown Long Beach. It was the gayest part, gayest part of L.A. County. Okay, just so we're clear. Gay Pride Month is as big as it gets in Long Beach. It's like, it's like Frisco in a little smaller city. So I've been around it for a long time, all right? Like, look, I've never had anything against gays. But I ask, as I do anything and anyone, don't press it upon me that I have to fucking accept it. And I, I just want to be honest. Like, I have no issue. Each his own. Do you. But don't ask me to post shit about it and do shit about it. I don't post Black History Month shit. I'm not going to post gay pride shit. Not that I'm a gay basher or I'm anti-pro this or that. No, I'm not. But what my point is, if I don't like sushi, I'm not forcing it down your fucking throat. Each his own. So I don't get, though, that nobody's discussed that this has finagled its way in as this huge celebration. And it has superseded black celebrations. Now, it's Juneteenth month. I don't know if you guys know what Juneteenth is. Um, coming up, I think, what, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th? I've been going to Juneteenth all over fucking country forever and ever. But nobody talks about that at all. Gay pride dominates the discussion. And it's more accepted to be gay in America than it is to be black. (laughs) You got to be shitting me. Now, the last time I checked, there's this huge debate. Now, you can discuss Christianity and all this shit. And I told you there's two people, two of the crooked motherfuckers in the world are priests and politicians. So I ain't going to get into all that shit. But what I'm saying is this. If you believe in the Bible, the Bible says being homosexual is a sin. Oh, fuck that, coach. That ain't real. Okay? Just call it what it is. The last time I checked is black people don't have a fucking choice on what color they're born. There's a debate that gay people have a fucking choice on what they want to do. Now, you can say, no, there's not. You're born gay. Listen, I'm not going to get into that debate. All I'm saying is I know for a fact there is no guessing That when you're born, you're born the color without choice. All right? You don't get a fucking choice. There's at least a debate that you have a fucking choice. 
to be gay or homosexual or heterosexual or transgender or whatever. All right. Let's make sure we're clear. Don't throw shit on me or whoever when you can't even respect human beings of another color in this fucking country. And you want me to fucking post gay pride shit. Get the fuck out of here. Don't approach me. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't care. Do you. I'm not mad at it. Like, I, I'm not mad at gay people. I don't give a fuck. What y'all do is what you do. All I'm saying is, it's a slap in the face that we've created a law against Asian hate crimes. We're celebrating gay pride. And black Americans are continuing to falter and flounder and get fucked more and more. Like, it don't make no sense to me. I mean, just so we're clear, my daughter is fucking mixed. Black and white. So I'm just making sure everyone knows where I'm coming from here. But this shit's literally bigger than Black History Month. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. You need to fucking go look it up. And nobody's saying shit. But you know me, I'm going to say the shit nobody wants to talk about. But being gay is more accepted than being black in this country. And it's fucking crazy. And there's a choice in matter here. Not a fucking choice being born. Just so we're clear. But should be a slap in everybody's fucking face. Not only black. It should be a fucking slap in white people. Hispanic people. Everyone's face. That you have a choice. And you have a celebration going on for a month. Gay Pride Month. And that's just being blown up like. I mean, 10 times larger than Black History Month is. But I don't know. Each his own, man. Go fucking do you. I don't care. I'm not no gay basher. I've never hated gays. I've never done anything like that. But it shows that we're kind of fucked up in America when that's superseding blacks in Black History Month. And why we have Black History Month blows my mind anyway. But I'm just saying... <laughs> gay pride is bigger is, is gays are more accepted than blacks in this country and they have a choice and and well at least there's a debate if there's a choice or if they're born whatever but i know blacks are born black and they have no choice whites are born white we have no choice that's why when you see little babies white little babies and black little babies playing and getting along because they they don't they're not born to they don't know they don't know better they don't know that there's we're supposed to not love each other or like each other? Come on, man. Miss me with that bullshit. We teach that shit. It's a teachable. We're teaching it. It's a learned trait. It's not a fucking, you know, born. You don't, you're not born to hate. All right? We don't, we're not born knowing we don't like this group or that group. It is what it is. But who knows? I'll take heat for it. But you know what? I got big shoulders, man. I just want to make sure I addressed it and I talk real shit. See, the motherfuckers don't want to bring that shit up because they're scared to bring it up. They can't bring it up. It's not the. It's too proactive. There's too many proactive people. You got to be proactive, coach. You, you're not proactive enough. No, I don't throw my whiskey in your face. If you drink tequila. It's really simple. 
stay in your lane. Leave me alone. Stay out of mine. I'll leave you alone and stay out of yours. If everyone did that, we'd be a lot fucking better off. But we can't even treat a race better than a choice. Now, that's fucked up. But I don't know. That's just me. Is what it is. Just a little rambling today, man. No major shit. Just wanted to make sure you understand some. There's true definitions of shit out there, man. And make sure you fucking turn over rocks and figure out what the true definition is. Because it ain't always what it seems to be. But who knows? Hey, man. It's a great weekend coming up. If you're in Cali, sunny in summer. Sunny summer with the fucking five slap dicks and... Me working on my backyard. Slapdickinc.com. Get you some whiskey. It'll be in the state of Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, and Oklahoma here shortly. And hopefully in 49 other states. We are in a store in Long Beach, California called Ambassador Liquor on 4th Street in downtown Long Beach. Go Google it. Check it out. And uh, my boy Al, go give him some love. They got some great shit in there. They, 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 hold, they carry all the Snoop Dogg E40, my brand, everyone's brand in there. Um, that is cultural and everything that resembles inner city. He has it in the ambassador liquor. So go check it out. Go check out betonlinesday.ag. Go buy it. Go, uh, put, place your bets and, uh, we'll see if, uh, I'm all fucking stuffed up, man. I need to go smoke a cigar. Fuck. It's already like 90 here. It's only 930, but don't be a slapdick, but definitely if you have to choose, Please be a slapdick over a shit bird. Hey man, have it's a great day to have a great fucking day. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Hey man, give me another guy. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. I'm just telling you. Codes, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man.